Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a special podcast presentation from 700WLW.com. This is Gary Jeff Walker On Demand. A breakthrough in 1984 with the album The Voice. It was the first solo vocal jazz album recorded with no accompaniment or overdubbing. In other words, he did it all himself in the studio. Four years later, he hit number one on the charts. 1989 won Song of the Year, Record of the Year Grammys for that number one song. Bobby McFerrin, born on this day in Manhattan, New York, 1950 is 67. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. Be happy. He's multiphonic, for God's sake. In every life we have some trouble. But when you worry, you make it double. Don't worry. Be happy. You understand, this is him by himself. Be happy now. Pretty amazing stuff. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Good morning. Ain't got no place to lay your head. It's Saturday, March 11, 2017. I'm Gary Jeff Walker. This is the Saturday morning edition of News Radio 700 WLW. Before we look ahead, look back to these significant people and events that happened on this date, including but not limited to these. The Constitution of the Confederate States of America adopted in Montgomery, Alabama, the state in 1861, the blizzard of 88. That would be 1888 known as the Great White Hurricane, hit the northeastern U.S., resulting in some 400 deaths. Not a hurricane, but a pretty big storm charging up the northeastern quarter of the country as we speak this weekend. The Bank of Canada began operations, 1935. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Quiz Show, based on the real-life story of Charles Van Doren, and the NBC game show 21. It ended on this date in 1957. Let's see. Uh, also, Richard E. Byrd, the great American explorer, died in Boston at 68, same day in 1957. The Reverend James J. Reeb, a white minister from Boston, died two days after being beaten by whites during civil rights disturbances in Selma, Alabama, 1965. C. 1942, Japanese forces continued to advance to the Pacific uh, during World War II. General Douglas MacArthur left the Philippines for Australia. He vowed March 20th, I shall return. It was a promise he kept about two and a half years later. The state of Georgia pardoned Leo Frank, a Jewish businessman 
who was lynched in 1915 for the murder of a 13-year-old girl, Mary Fagan. Uh, a little bit late for the pardon, obviously Frank died. Uh, the year was 1986 on this date. Paul McCartney, knighted by Queen Elizabeth II, this date in 1997. And another precursor of things to come on this date in 2004, 10 bombs exploded in quick succession across a commuter rail network in Madrid, Spain, killing 191 in an attack linked to al-Qaeda-inspired militants. Radical Islamic terrorism. And an event that is still having repercussions to this very day, it was six years ago, the magnitude 9 earthquake and the resulting tsunami struck Japanese uh, northeastern coast, killing nearly 20,000, severely damaging the Fukushima nuclear power station, where they are still seeing record amounts of radiation leak out. Let's see, on the birthday list real quick, accordionist uh, Flaco Jimenez of the Texas Tornadoes, 78 today, Trisha O'Neill. The actress is 72. Mark Metcalf, who was in Animal House, is 71. Mark Stein of Vanilla Fudge is 70. Mentioned Bobby McFerrin. Uh, movie director Jerry Zucker, Airplane Ghost, is 67 today. Susan Richardson, who was in Eight is Enough, is 65. Uh, recording ex executive uh, Jimmy Iving is 64. Pretty famous dude in recording circles. Jimmy Fortune of the Statler Brothers turned 62. Singer Cheryl Lynn, 60. Actor uh, Elias Coteas, Chicago PD, is 56. Peter Berg of Chicago Hope, 55. From Desperate Housewives, actor uh, Jeffrey Nordling is 55 years old. Alex Kingston in ER, he's 54 today. Actor Wallace Langham, CSI fame, is 52. Lisa Loeb, the singer, 49. Al Gamble, one of my favorite uh, more modern bands, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, turns 48. Singer Pete Droge, 48. Terrence Howard of Empire is 48 today. Johnny Knoxville, watch out for your nads, is 46. And that's that's plenty. Uh, we have your forecast just ahead and also 2020 sports. It's a March Madness weekend. This is News Radio 700 WLW. Yo, it's 547 Eastern Time. It'll be Eastern Daylight Savings Time when I'm talking to you at this time next Saturday morning. Spring forward tonight. Here's some of what's passing for news around the country, around the world. Federal judge in Seattle yesterday who issued the order halting the nationwide implementation of, implementation of the first travel ban from President Trump says he won't immediately rule on whether the restraining order applies to the new one because of procedural reasons. James Robart said in an order yesterday motions or a complaint over the revised ban need to be filed before he can make a decision. Well, that makes sense. The states of Washington, Minnesota, as well as the Justice Department, have only filed notices. It's supposed to take effect, by the way, on March 16th, next Thursday. The revised ban bars new visas for people from six predominantly Muslim countries. They want to throw that in. Uh, there's lots of Muslim countries that aren't included in the president's travel ban. But Somalia, Iran, Syria, Sudan, Libya, and Yemen are places that are picked out in this, also temporarily shuts down the U.S. refugee program. A federal judge in Madison, Wisconsin, has issued an order temporarily blocking the administration from enforcing the new travel ban against a Syrian family trying to reach Wisconsin. A Syrian man filed a complaint in federal court yesterday alleging the travel ban is unconstitutional, will prevent his family from leaving Aleppo and joining him in Wisconsin. The man had challenged Trump's first travel order as well. 
U.S. District Judge uh, William Conley in Wisconsin put that lawsuit aside after the judge in Washington did his thing. Hours after the man filed the new complaint, Conley issued a temporary restraining order barring Trump's administration from enforcing the ban against the man's family, saying the family is in danger. The Justice Department didn't immediately return any messages in regards to that. And the ACLU, the American Civil Liberties Union, or All Criminals Love Us, has sued the federal government to limit the amount of time that people can be held before seeing an immigration judge, saying many are held for months while waiting for an initial appearance. And by the way, back to that story in Wisconsin with the Syrian man wanting his family out of Aleppo. Um, the family is preparing to travel to Georgian for Jordan for visa interviews at the embassy there, the U.S. Embassy. That process could stretch well beyond the ban's effective date. So a lot of this is a lot of blather about nothing so far. And when it comes to health care, President Donald Trump continuing to push the embattled GOP health care plan. His weekly address today, he'll urge every American to know that action on the Obama health care law is an urgent necessity. The law is collapsing around us, the president says, and millions of Americans will be hurt and badly hurt if nothing is done. It's clear that Obamacare is collapsing. Is the Republican plan any better? Uh, Defense Secretary Jim Mattis, Mad Dog, says he's not lonely in the Pentagon, but two months into his tenure, not a single political appointee has joined him. The retired general, and by the way, once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine, so we won't say former Marine. The retired general has been fighting a little bit with the White House over choices for high-priority civilian positions that, you know, we don't see them in the general public, but they're key to developing implementing defense policy at home and abroad, he says. All the landmines that the former president put in the way of the new president, they're really, really coming home to roost, and it's hurting the country, not just President Trump. 551, that was editorial, not news. 551, Gary Jeff on the Saturday morning edition for this Saturday, March 11th, 2017, News Radio 700 WL. Well, for some reason, and I hope it's not a... A dark reason, not a nefarious reason, not anything life-altering or life-endangering reason. We're dickless this morning so far. Dick has not risen to the call, but uh, perhaps he just overslept. We hope Dick's okay in Dayton. Uh, So there are new tiger babies at the Cincinnati Zoo, and the zoo once again has called on a dog to be a companion, to play nanny. Blakely, the Australian Shepherd, is going to be a companion for the three Malayan tiger cubs. The mother's maternal instincts didn't kick in, and zoo staffers have been caring for them. Now the six-year-old Shepherd will provide snuggling warmth and a climbable body. Of course, this is a male, so no teats, but the cubs expected to move into the zoo's cat canyon sometime this summer. Blakely in the past has helped raise baby cheetahs, wallabies, bat-eared foxes, and ocelot. Among So Blakely's got some experience as an au pair, a nanny at the zoo. Good for Blakely. Ohio's parole board denied mercy for a death row inmate convicted of killing two people. The board yesterday voted 11-1 to against clemency for Raymond Tibbetts. He's scheduled for execution on July 26th. Ultimately, it'll be in Governor Kasich's hands when the time comes. 
He was sentenced to death for killing 67-year-old Fred Hicks and his Cincinnati home in 1997, sentenced to life without parole for the beating death of his 42-year-old wife, Judith Crawford, during an argument over Tibbetts' crack cocaine habit. These two crimes happened the very same day. He was on a roll. Public defender for Tibbetts says they're disappointed more members of the board weren't swayed by the impact of Ray's traumatic upbringing on his development. But they're optimistic that the governor will spare his life. We shall see. And in Sugar Creek Township, police say the body of a 27-year-old woman recovered after a car crashed, went into a retention pond there. Samantha Botts died yesterday following the 445 accident afternoon. They say her car veered off the road, struck a fire hydrant before going into the pond. She was the only one in the car. I guess, thank goodness. And I don't know if you heard this story. Out of Huntington Beach, California, there was a, a shooting of a man by police uh, Thursday this past week. The court records show that the man who was shot and killed after he reportedly chased children at a sports complex had a very violent past. Now, his mother who says the police used uh, excessive force, sought and obtained a restraining order for her son in 2013 after reporting he had threatened relatives with a baseball bat, pool sticks, other items. The mother, Angela Hernandez, who's now claiming the police used excessive force in the death of her son, uh, wrote that he drank, used drugs, made holes in walls, and talked about killing himself and his family. Hmm, very balanced individual. Great to have him running around. In 2015, he pled guilty to a misdemeanor charge of making criminal threats by threatening to kill someone. Police shot and killed him on Thursday. Uh, in Huntington Beach, California, after he made a move toward a woman in the bleachers, his mother said, police used excessive force. Uh, also on the scene was a girl's soccer coach who put himself between the players and the wild-eyed man wielding what looked like a broken wine bottle said police had no choice but to shoot him, and I would kind of concur. We'll take a break for news and uh, come back. It's the home of the Reds, News Radio 700 WLW. Good morning into the first official hour of this Saturday morning edition for Saturday, March 11, 2017, seven minutes past the hour. Gary Jeff on News Radio 700 WLW, online 700WLW.com. At 6.35 this morning, my old friend, the music professor, Jim LaBarba, joins us in the studio for his once-a-month visit. 7.55, we have our first uh, Saturday morning first spring training report from Goodyear, Arizona, with the Cincinnati Reds. And at 8.15 or thereabouts, tech guru Dave Hatter to talk about the recent revelations about the CIA hacking, the WikiLeaks, and all of that. Plus the usual stuff, we'll have uh, Science Mike uh, Tom Davis Diaries, a gift from Wally, perhaps Mo Egger in the middle of March Madness on a spring forward weekend. And now it's time to talk to Dave from Harrison. And yes, the Barnum and Bailey Ringling Brothers Circus in for its last ever go round in Cincinnati this weekend and next weekend. Dave, I know you've been monitoring this closely. What's going on? Well, boss, we got our third and final installment of the interviews with the workers and management of Okay, go ahead. Circus. What do you got? Well, uh, they interviewed the porpoises and uh, and the first porpoise said uh, 
because, you know, he was a porpoise. But uh, the second porpoise said uh, that they'd get a new gig, and within two weeks, he promised that they would have a human trained to stand on the side of the pool on a ladder and feed him fish all day. That's wonderful. Go ahead. What else? Well, uh, Lobster Boy, you know, just kind of took a drag off his cigar and said, whatever. And and then uh, the dancing bears, the dancing bears, you know, with the tutus and the umbrellas, uh, they they said they were going to spend more time with Nate, uh, uh, hibernate. And and then the blind mule, the blind mule, he just said a wink's as good as a nod. But uh, but lastly, Gary Jeffs, they they talked to the Ringling Brothers themselves. And you know what they said, the Ringling Brothers? What? Ringling, Ringling no more, Gary Jeff. Ringling no more. God, I wish it was the same for these phone calls. Thanks, Dave. Just let that play out here, Brent. We'll take a break and come back. News Radio 700 WLW. It was March 11, 1970, the Grammy Awards. This act, David Crosby, Stephen Stills, Graham Nash, were best new artists that year with tunes like this one. It's getting to the point where I'm no fun anymore. Sweet Judy Blue Eyes. I am sorry. About Judy Collins. Sometimes it hurts. So badly I must cry out loud I am lonely I am yours, you are mine You are what you are You make it hard Maybe the first folk rock supergroup. David Crosby, of course, had been in The Birds, Stephen Stills in Buffalo Springfield, Graham Nash with The Hollies before they got together in Laurel Canyon, California. Tearing your Away from me now, you are free to eat. 15 minutes past the hour, 6.15 Eastern Standard Time. The daylight part kicks in tonight. We spring forward at 2 a.m. tomorrow morning, actually. So, uh, And I've, I've got a plan for that. I have a plan for that every year. And I do it both ways. When we, when we fall back, when we spring forward. On that particular Saturday, we'll be uh, falling back again November 5th. Uh, but when, when we spring forward, when I get home today, from I know it's a total a mind thing, a mind trick. Um, I, I'll just go ahead and set the clocks forward when I get home from work this morning. We'll go to the bar and work all day there and then... Uh, when we come home, instead of it being 7.15, it'll be 8.15. That helps me acclimate. It it works for me. I mean, I know what time it really is, but it works. And same thing in the fall, fall back. I just set that sucker back. No, I've got plenty of extra time. But I do not like the spring forward thing, even with all of the machinations that I use to make myself ready for it. But, you know, whether we like it or not, it's going to happen. So there you go. Oh, well, look who's up now. Well, look who's finally awake. And he can't blame it on springing forward because that doesn't happen till tonight. Good morning, Dick. 
Good morning, Gary, Jeff. Oh, Dick, 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 Dick. I'll tell you what. We've been kind of busy over that long. Have you? Yes, and you know what? Well, spring's on the way. You know what it is? What what it is? All the contractors and construction workers. Is that what it is? That's what it is. So you have a lot of construction workers and contractors and... Yeah. But, I mean, aren't you glad to have the business? I am. If it weren't for the contractors and construction workers, you, you, young man, might be out of a job, and that would be horrible. Yeah. So this is job security for Dick. Job security. Job security is job one, Dick. That's what I always say. Hey, you know... Hey, I I do know. uh, But tell me anyway. I talked to Mick at practice, you know, in the banjo group, you know. The Kettering Banjo Society. Yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, Jerry Jeff, he was just, uh, he went down there with me and he, uh, and went he down said, where down at the Holy Grail. Oh, okay. And you know what he said? What? You were the second caller, Dick on, uh, well, you got to talk to Marty and, um, Jim Kelch and he says, uh, you're invited opening day to come down there. Cause I told him I had a birthday the same day as Pete Rose. You know, I ought to come down there, you know? Opening day at the Holy Grail is a fun, fun event. Even if you don't go to the game, even if you don't watch the game, because most people are there about 8 o'clock getting loaded and, and aren't awake for the game anyway. But it is a great time. I've been it, the last uh, it, few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they, they uh, you know, they uh, always say, well, look who we got. Look who we got on the line. You know, and uh, I was talking to him about the pitching. You know, and- no, no better thing can be said of any caller than the host recognizing you by, well, look at who it is. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Me- That's radio gold, Dick. Yeah. Well, look at who it is. Isn't that what I said this morning? Yeah, you said. You well, said looky it. here, look, look who it is. Look who it is. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're late, Dick. Yeah, I know. You overslept. And you know what? What? We're, we, I hope, it's all, it's kind of cold, but we, you know, I'm off today. I bet we'll pack the house there at Clifton Opera House. I was going to say, you're, you're playing at the Clifton Opera House tonight, aren't you? Yeah. You pack, yeah, pack them in. What's that, like 30 or 40 people? Pack them yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, about uh-huh. 30, 40 people, yeah. All right. Do, I, do you have to pay them to show up? I think it's $5 cover charge. Oh, they have to pay to see you? Yeah, they have to pay to see the band. Right. Uh, do you get a cut of that, Dick? Uh, well, I think we've, t- we've talked about this before, Dick, they are using and abusing you. I don't know who's getting all the money, but you should get a cut of that $5 a head. That's, yeah. If you got 30, 40 people, what is that? That's like 200 bucks, Dick. Well, and well, how many people, how many people are in the Kettering Banjo Society? About, we got about 22. 22. Okay. So if you got about $200, you should get at least like eight bucks. Don't you think? Happens it uh, uh-huh. around uh, October? Our treasure. Uh-huh. It goes on de- depending how many concerts you go to, and how you know if you show up every Monday night. We get a little allowance. It's not much, but we get a little bit. So the treasure so, treasurer holds the money. Yeah, yeah. We. we Do you ever get, worry? Who, who is your treasurer, by the way? His name's Ted. He plays a. Uh, a mean banjo. Oh, n- never, never, ever trust your money with a banjo player, Dick. Don't you know that? Yeah. You think? I think Ted's skimming off the top. You do? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I demand an audit. Oh, you do? No, not really. Not really. Say goodnight, Dick. Go Reds! <laughs> good night, Gary Jeff. Good night, Dick. Have a good day. All right, see ya. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. Bye. So long. So long. Bye. Bye. Okay. The lovely lady Lynette is standing by. How could I be so lucky all in one half hour? News Radio 700 WL. Thank you, Segman. Exciting time. You like high school and college basketball, no doubt about it. News Radio 700 WLW Saturday Morning Edition. Gary Jeff with you on this Saturday, March 11, 2017, 24 minutes past the hour. 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T's a freebie. Knowles contact to at Gary Jeff Walker at 700WLW.com via email. Good morning, Lady Lynette. Good morning, darling. How are you? I'm fine. I'm a little out of breath, though. I ran down the hall to get a swig of iced tea and and had a short amount of time to do so. But it's my morning cardio workout. You should bring it with you when you walk in. Can't you have it in your room with you? Well, I, it's it's here now. Oh. I said, this is for the birds. I, but I still got to walk down and get ice. I have to have ice in my iced tea for some reason. I have great news for you, darling. You have great news. Well, mm-hmm. hold, hold on. Hold on before you tell me. Can you get me a timpani or drum roll, Grant? She's got great news. And I think it should be presented with a little bit of fanfare. We need a little bit of build-up to this great news. You said great news, right? Yes, darling. Don't, don't tell great me yet. News. Do not tell me yet. All right, we got that ready? Lynette has great news, and the great news is? You know Bradley from the Trucker Show? Yeah. Him and I are an item now. I should have told you a week ago. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, uh, cut, cut out the timpani there, Grant. Brad, who produces the American Trucking Network, the ATN, you and he are an item now? Yes. Well, I mean, how's that work? It's a, it's how's a, that work? Long-distance relationships sometimes uh, have trouble uh, staying together, you know? Well, we're going to... I mean, are, have you got any plans to... Gap. You got any plans to meet? Of course. It's all up to him. Right. So he maybe he can just hop an 18-wheeler... Down to Carrollton. Whatever it takes. Blow that horn, and you'll know that your man is there waiting yeah. to whisk you away in a limousine of love on the highway to romance. I wanted to tell you before. Cruising down 71. I didn't know how to tell you, darling. Well, I, I, I'm glad that you broke it to me gently. <laughs> <laughs> so you and Brad. How's the wife going? 
Oh, that's not, Krista 2.0 is wonderful. I love her very much. She's probably listening right now, along with Hobbs. But let's not get off subject. Let's let's get back to you and Brad. I want to hear more about this. What kind of plans have you made? Well, I've been thinking the world of him ever since before he got sick, you know, and it was yeah, in blood and stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, gee, I should jump on that. I don't well, know. Yeah. I don't. You know what? So, so if somebody is like, spouting blood and stuff that you, you think, well, I should jump on that. You're taking care, taking advantage before of a vulnerable, a vulnerable before he passes, taking advantage yeah, of a I vulnerable loved, young man. I loved to been loved by him. Uh, uh, Lynette, does, Brad is quite a bit younger than you. Does it make you a cougar? How old is he? Are you sitting in line? Uh-oh. You got it, mama. <laughs> so who was that? That was a nurse. Are you sitting there lying? <laughs> I said, you got it, Mama. <laughs> now, is that is that the good nurse or the bad nurse? That's a good one. We've got two good ones so far. Uh-huh. But it's not Lisa who's going to rip the phone no, out for No, not okay. Mama Lisa. Right, I want to hear more about this budding romance next Saturday, okay, Lynette? Okay, darling. Let me know the latest developments. It'll be now, my I'll new soap opera. I'll turn my faster tonight. Is that the way it goes? Yeah, spring forward tonight. Okay, darling. All right, dear. Don't hate me for loving Bradley. Oh, no, no, no. Because everybody needs someone to live. If loving Bradley is wrong, I don't want you to be right, Lynette. Got that right, darling. All right, baby. Bye. Bye, baby. <laughs> News next. News Radio 700 WLW. Happy 48th birthday to Al Gamble, part of a group that I really love. St. Paul and the Broken Bones. Here's all I ever wanted. Kind of sounds like uh, Al Green a little. I would have said Al Green. Yeah, I would have said Al Green. No, St. Paul and the Broken Bones, man. Check this out, Jim. Love the horns and the Hammond organ, the whole deal, man. Very nice, very nice. And this is a new band too. Jimmy LaBarbera, old school. You're going old school. Some new music. That's old. School. Old school, new music. That's right. Uh, that band is. Uh, I, I don't know if they're from Atlanta or where they're from. Uh, I'm looking at them. Oh, yeah, Birmingham, Alabama, formed in 2012. So they're just like a band that's five years yeah. old, and they're making that, that great classic 60s, 70s soul sound. We need more of that. We the music professor in on this Saturday morning edition on News Radio 700 WLW. That's, that's really a nice kind of fresh take on real old school stuff. Yeah, that's nice to hear that. That's nice. How you been, man? Good. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Jim uh, is part of a uh, a secret project that I'm putting together. I can't divulge all the details of it yet because I'm not sure exactly when we're going to roll it out. But it'll be something that I'm going to do here on News Radio 700 WLW outside of Saturdays. 
And uh, very, very soon, we'll have full details on it. I wanted to tell a quick story before you and I get into some music stuff this morning, Jimmy. Yesterday, I was knocking around here uh, involved in my little special project. And uh, I happened to run into a coworker that I've known for quite a while. He's been here 13 years. And I saw a look on his face that I'm not. It was a look of such peace. And this is generally an even keel guy, but there's a lot of stress can be in his job. But for the first time ever, I saw this look of just total no stress whatsoever. Total calm, total peace. Get fired very quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) He's leaving his own choice. Okay. And I wanted to take time to thank on the air Paul Mason. Oh, wow. Assistant program director, executive producer of News Radio 700 WLW, who is going on to bigger and better things. And, you know, when, when you're an assistant at anything somewhere and you become the man somewhere else, it's it's a big step. And that's what he's been preparing for all this time. Oh, that's great. That's great. But truly one of the nicest, one of the most generous, uh, one of the most helpful people I've ever worked with in radio. And it's it's a selfish thing for me because I'm very sad because we're going to miss Paulie a lot. I'm going to miss him personally a lot, just as somebody to talk to, to bounce ideas off of, to line up guests for me, sure. and uh, as he has for everybody on this radio station uh, over the time that he's been assistant program director and executive producer. But he's here 13 years, and he's moving on. You know, just a couple of weeks ago, I had my 20th anniversary of doing this show on Saturday morning. Yeah, and it's so rare to leave in this business on your own terms. Oh, yeah. That, that's the cool part. So I'm wondering, you know, I was almost separated a shoulder, patting myself on the back for being here for 20 years on Saturday morning. Maybe I should be very ashamed and feel like an underachiever for being here this long. I don't know. Oh, man, that was but so Paulie's- much fun. That was so much fun. And the highlight to me was coming up in the elevator with from, from uh, Steve from, from South Carolina. Yeah. I'm coming up in the elevator, and I'm looking at this lady, very attractive lady. Julia. And it's Julia, and uh, then he started talking, and he recognized my voice immediately. We started talking. I, that was to come. I said, "You came all the way." Oh yeah, we came all the way from but South a, Carolina. But again, I want to reiterate, Paul Mason, you're you're the ultimate dude, and we're going to miss you so much. And I'm sure that the people who step in to kind of and it's like this is how this is how big Paul's job was here. It's going to take like three people yeah. to replace him. Yeah. Um. But he's going on to, I believe, West Palm Beach, Florida, to be program director of a station there, oh, a talk station there. Oh, that's really tough. And I kinda, <laughs> Beautiful weather. And I kind of gave him a wink. I said, if you need any help, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no lack of things to talk about and what the Florida. Uh, take a break and come back. More with Jim LaBarbera and you on the Saturday morning edition on News Radio 700 WL. It's 646 Eastern Standard Time. That becomes Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Tonight, we spring forward. News Radio 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. Gary Jeff Walker, Jim LaBarber, the music professor. Uh, just last month, the death of Sonny Geraci. If you're not familiar with, with the name, he was in a band called The Outsiders. Had the big hit, Time Won't Let Me, and then went on with the group Climax to have a song you're going to hear that was uh, at least a top ten, if not a number oh, one, giant, wasn't it? Yeah, giant record for yeah. him, 1972. Right, um, and you knew Sonny very well. Oh, Jim. very well. Just loved the guy, and uh, it was so sad. They they had a big tribute. He he had a stroke, 
And uh, then they had a big tribute show. Guys came in from all over, Gary Lewis and the Playboys, uh, uh, Johnny Mullen. Oh, Frank Stallone, yeah, Billy Joe Royal. Everybody was there. And the guy who did it took off of the money. So he got oh, ripped off. The family me. got ripped off over twenty over twenty four thousand dollars, I guess. That's so sad. And it, and and you know when it, it, the way the the way people are, if you ask somebody, are you sick? A lot of people, oh no, everything's going well. People take so his family up until just a couple of weeks before he passed away. Somebody connected with the family that uh, I was keeping in touch with some folks in Cleveland. Oh, everything's he's doing well. He's doing well. And, of course, he wasn't, and then he passed away. February 5th uh, yeah. at the age of 69. But you had a chance to interview Sonny uh, yeah. on numerous occasions. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. I'm sure we're going to listen to a little bit of that. Okay. And uh, Jim LaBarber was the, with the late Sonny Geraci here on News Radio. How'd that come about, Precious and Few? Well, my, team, my uh, guitar player, uh, Walt Nims, started to write the song in, uh, yeah. in Los Angeles, uh, and uh, he was breaking up with his wife at the time. And uh, we collaborated, put it all together, and went in the studio and started cutting it. Now, now, the funny thing is, is we actually cut it for a different label first. We cut it for Metromedia Records, who had Bobby Sherman and a couple of other acts on that label. And uh, they decided to clean house, and they got rid of us and a few other groups, and then we went over with Mark Gordon and signed with him. And he wanted to re-record Precious and Few, and uh, we didn't blame him, so we went back in the studio and we redid it. And we used a guy by the name of Larry Cox, uh, who was working with uh, an engineer working with Bones Howe, who recorded a lot of hit records with the Turtles and the Fifth Dimension. And he produced the song for us, and uh, and that the rest is history. <laughs> I got a note from you when it, when it went gold. You sent me a note uh, saying, I know you like this kind of information. Uh, our record, Precious and Few, just went gold. Oh, yeah. It was an interesting note, and it was written in crayon, as I recall. <laughs> I still have it at home somewhere. Well, who knows where my head was at back in those days. You're talking about a long time ago. But I remember, Jim, writing you letters back in the 60s. <laughs> I, I would be in California. I remember when you were at WKYC in Cleveland. Oh, uh, yeah. We were great, great friendship over the years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've known you for so long, and, and I've always set you, set you, let you know what I'm doing and what I'm up to. And uh, we've been, we're still talking. Here it is, 2005. <laughs> and here's that song. Precious and few are the moments we took Great early 70s love ballad, really was. Quiet and blue like the sky, I'm one over you. And if I can't find my way back home, it just wouldn't be fair. Precious and few are the moments we took. Those are the kind of songs. That we were if you're at a high school prom and you get those sheer dress pants, those polyester pants, and you're a guy dancing with a chick. 
you get really embarrassed real fast <laughs> dancing to something like this the closer you get to her her warm supple young body precious and few boing More with the music professor in moments on News Radio 700 WLW. In the studio, my friend Jimmy LaBarber, the music professor. It was this date in 1970 at the Grammys that this next song, named Record of the Year, and real quickly, because we've got some interview stuff, just kind of set this up. This inter- interview with Billy Davis. Billy Davis, uh, Marilyn McCoo. He married Marilyn Mc- McCoo, the pretty lady from the group. Yeah. They were married, and uh, and uh, she maybe, you can might hear her a little bit in the background, but uh, it's Billy Davis and I talking about right. that song. Let's uh, hear from Billy Davis of the Fifth Dimension. I know the love story, that it was a big smash over in Japan, and uh, you did a couple of different versions of the song. I recorded it in about seven languages. And uh, it sold about three, a little over three hundred thousand in Japanese, uh, in Japan. It sold about three hundred thousand in English, in Japan. Uh, so it sold over six hundred thousand in Japan. And the same thing happened with the theme from Godfather in Japan, about six hundred thousand. All right. Well, uh, you know who that is. Actually, was you know that that was Andy Williams from uh, Western Hills High School. Western, Andy, Andy Williams, and I, that's, that's, that's from um, uh, an interview I did with Andy Williams. Did a number of interviews with well, him. The, we, I, I well, that, the doesn't, that, that doesn't associate no, with this song. No, at no, all. not at all. So I but but we'll listen to Billy Davis at another point. Let's listen to them sing the Grammy-winning record of the year from 1970 from the Broadway musical Hair, Aquarius and Let the Sun Shine In, News Radio 700 WLW. Flesh failures. Is this when they were all naked on stage? When they performed this song in air? I think it was. They're all naked. Running around, bouncing and stuff. I don't know if I'd go to pay to see that at a Broadway show. A naked white guy with a with a throw dancing around. 
singing. I'm not sure. I don't think I can do it. Well, you know how they got the song. Huh. They, what happened was Billy Davis left his wallet in a taxi. And a guy called and said, I've, I've got your wallet. And he happened to be the guy that was doing this show, putting this show together, the producer. Really? Yeah. And, he, and and so Billy thanked him and invited him to see their show at a nightclub in New York. And he, in turn, invited them to go to see hair. their show at Hair at Iman Broadway. And they all got together when they heard this song, the Fifth Dimension were all there in different parts of the theater. They went in the lobby and they said, we got to do that song. And they did that. And then the and producer the, and, put and the two the, songs and together. And then the Fifth Dimension got naked? No, no, no. Not no, in the no, lobby. No, no okay. <laughs> More with Jim LaBarbera. And your phone call's always welcome as we continue on this Saturday morning edition at the Home of the Red. News Radio 700 WLW. Hallelujah. Let it shine. Ken Walker, Gary Jeff, with Jim LaBarbera on News Radio 700 WLW, a Saturday morning edition for you. A cold start when the weather keeps teasing us. 60, 60, 60, 30. Sunny, sunny, rain, snow. 60. Then everybody's going. (laughs) Yeah, I know. It could be the Paul Malls. I'm not sure. Uh, Anyway. Uh, here on a Saturday morning to talk a little bit about what's going on in Washington and just the people that are going nuts over President Trump's new travel ban order, which will take in effect, I believe, next Thursday. Um, the judge in Washington State who halted the first travel ban is reserving comment now for procedural reasons because it hasn't taken effect, I guess. I don't know. And seeing what other courts do. Uh, the health care thing. The American Health Care Act that the Republicans are trying to push through. Headline the Wall Street Journal says, Trump stays out of health spotlight. And it goes on and says, President Trump has outsourced the job of hammering out details of revamping the health care system to about a dozen GOP leaders and White House advisors while he serves in the background as a pitch man. That's what the president is supposed to do. He's supposed to have an agenda. He made campaign promises. And he's supposed to be a pitch man for legislation. The president is not supposed to legislate. And this is where we've gotten so far off base on what the job of a president is in our constitutional republic. The head of the executive branch, the president, the commander-in-chief, delegates. He pushes an agenda. He delegates, but he does not legislate. We just went through eight years of a president who thought he was a legislator, President Obama, because he came from the legislative branch. Donald Trump comes from, obviously, an executive position uh, of Trump International now, Mm-hmm. United States of America. Right. People misunderstand how much power a president uh, president has. And you yourself earlier, Jim, you, you looked at me and said, "Are they going to let him do anything?" Well, there's very it's incredible, very it's little incredible. he can do without Congress. Now they have definitely put roadblocks and landmines up in his way. Uh, president Obama did before he left office to keep him from doing anything. And the insider bureaucrats, the unelected bureaucrats that are still entrenched in Washington D.C. Uh, that were there under the old regime are still players in this. Uh, we forget that we're not even two months into this president's administration. They always talk about the first hundred days of a president's administration. We're not even at 60 yet. And yet they're talking about 
Oh, he hasn't really changed or helped the uh, the base that that elected him. The the white collar workers, uh, they haven't really. Yeah, we had a great jobs report, two hundred thirty five thousand jobs added this last week, uh, rising wages. It's too early for President Trump to take credit for that, but it's certainly too early for the Washington Post in an article I saw today to say, well, he said he was going to help. He hasn't helped him at all. He's been in office less than two months. Now, I like the health care thing. Everybody's going crazy. All, all they're doing, okay, they're looking at it at Congress. Okay, they, they want to, you need to pass it. Then it goes to the Senate. They're going to all discuss this. This is not done yet. But they're already diagnosing this thing and cutting it left and right. And, Hell, Jim. And just, you just had on news now, the Democrats in Ohio, don't, don't, no, this is terrible. It can't pass. It can't pass. We but like Obamacare. It's not even finished yet. I know. It has to go through about three phases. For people that thought this was going to be, you know, even though the president, uh, as as the campaigner said, number one will repeal and replace Obamacare very quickly. Well, he obviously didn't understand that that's not the way it works. Even if it's even if it's a good plan, it's not the way it works. Hell, three years after Obamacare was passed into law, the president. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. President himself was still illegally changing the law by by setting up mandates, eliminating certain things that were already a matter of law. So three years after Obamacare was passed, they were still jiggering with it. And they forget that the three words they've been using is open for discussion. Right. Open for discussion. You know, instead of uh, let's pass this thing so we can see what's in it and then illegally change it later after it's already law. It it is utterly ridiculous the kind of resistance this president has gotten just because people don't like his personality uh, or his style or whatever. But he needs to be an executive, not a legislator. He needs to outsource. He can he can pitch for any idea he wants with Congress, but ultimately Congress is the one that has to pass the law. So they need to hammer out the details and come back. And it's his job to either sign it or veto it. It's very simple. 513-749-7000, 1-800-THE-BIG-1. It's uh, 12 minutes after the hour. News Radio 700 WL. Quarter past the hour, 715 Eastern Standard Time. Remember, it becomes Eastern Daylight Savings Time tonight. Set the clocks one hour forward. News Radio 700 WLW. Now, how long have we been on this daylight savings time thing in this country? There are still people that you tell them and you tell them and you tell them, and somehow it slips by. We've been doing this for decades I now. Know, I know. <laughs> and there are still people that just, you know, they, they wind up... Uh, they wind up being a really, really early or really late because they can't get the time change thing down on a Sunday morning. It's no excuse for missing church, for 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 God's sake. Uh, we'll take some phone calls. <laughs> Gary Jeff and Jim LaBarbera this morning on News Radio seven hundred WLW. First, Jim in Middletown. Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Gary Jeff and yeah. Jim LaBarbera. Hey, hey, can you say something real quick, Jim? I love listening to you when you're on the show to to hear the. Uh, talk about the music and the old 
singers and directors, all the guys writing the music. I really enjoy when you're on the show. We should on there more. Thank you. Say that. Thank you. But uh, I want to comment on the uh, health care law, uh, Gary Jeff. All right. Uh, I'm a I'm a Republican. I've been my whole life. Uh, I don't trust Brian or McConnell as far as I can look at them. And that's sad. But uh, I guess after 15 years of being lied to, the bold face lies about go right down the list. We've all we talked about it many a times. I it just this is kind of weird how this thing's worked out with this health care bill. He, Ryan's actually said that there's no negotiation. He he actually said to take it or leave it. Now why would he say that? I don't understand why they couldn't negotiate with the uh, Tea Party people, the you know, uh Portman in the Senate. There's a lot of senators that have different things. If it's the take or leave it, it's not going to pass, Gary Jeff. No, no, I think they're discussing it. I think that's that's a misnomer. No, they're going to discuss it. It's open for discussion. Well, well, Jim, here here's my take on the whole deal. Half of the legislative body are worried, and some are Republicans, some uh, most are Democrats, are worried that if they repeal Obamacare, their constituents are going to send them out of office uh, the next time they're eligible because whether it's true or not, the constituents feel like we've been given an entitlement. Now they're taking it away. And, and all these people are going to be, you know, penniless out in the streets, sick and dying, and no one will be there to help them. Uh, half of the constituents, especially on the Republican side, want this absolutely repealed. And, and these people are afraid they're going to be voted out of office unless they repeal and replace this the way they were promised that it was going to go down. So it all comes down to their best chance of getting reelected in their district or in their state. That is what they're vying for, and that's what they're fighting about, and that's why there's so much resistance to any kind of change in something that's become an entrenched entitlement now, uh, you know, six, uh, five, six years in with Obamacare. Ray and Loveland, good morning. Gary, Jeff, Professor, good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Great to have you, Ray. Gary, Gary Jeff, my, a belated happy anniversary, my friend. I had to had to make a, a take care of important matters back in the Ville, and I missed you that weekend. I'm so sorry, but happy anniversary to you. Uh, is everything okay back in the Ville, Ray? Everything's improving. Everything's improving. Good. So, thank you so much. I uh, I concur with your last statement 100, percent and that that gentleman just called, by the way. And I, I wanted to make a comment also about uh, Jefferson Beauregard Sessions. Yes. I think you saw the highlight. Uh, I, I, you might have said something earlier. I just got on here recently. But uh, he asked uh, 46 of uh, Hussein's holdover uh, federal prosecutors to resign. Yep. And uh, I'd just like to say, drain the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was interesting, Ray. They, they went crazy. If you were going around MSNBC and, and CNN... They were going, oh, I fired these people, fired them. And then look what Bush, Bush got rid of 89 right away. And uh, Bill Clinton fired 93. It, 93. Happens, it happens with every president because that's part of the president's purview and his, his own Justice Department. He has that option. That is what they all do. But they act like this is something unprecedented now because it's President Trump. Yeah, and just like uh, we heard before from someone uh, – uh, the president has a pen and he has a phone also. So That's, that's absolutely correct, right? <laughs> so, hey, I hope things are going well at the, the Village Grocery and, uh, and take care of yourself. 
Thank you, sir. Have a great day, fellas. Good to hear you. Don't be a stranger. Tom Davis Diaries and more music stuff with the music professor all ahead, plus Red Spring training updates from Goodyear before the hour is up on this Saturday morning edition from March 11th, 2017. 20 minutes past the hour. News Radio 700 WLW. All right, back into the fray, as they say. News Radio 700 WLW, 700WLW.com. Gary Jeff and Jim LaBarbera here. Um, interesting, too, with the job report and things look like they're really on an upward uh, path, which, I mean, it, it's a, kind of the path they've been on for a while. Let's be honest about yeah. it, even under, under Obama's uh, last last year or so in office. But uh, earnings are up 2.8%. It, it looks like uh, the Federal Reserve is going to raise rates, too. Yeah. Interesting to see what happens then. You know what I mean? But I, I like I like Spicer because at the press conference they were going, well, wait a second. Uh, uh, are these phony? Because it was always uh, – Trump was always saying, those are phony reports. And he goes, uh, no, no. The, the, and he was laughing. He was tongue-in-cheek. He said, no, no, this is uh, this is real. This is this is not a phony report. This is real news. This is real. The job report is phony. No, 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 no. This is real. And he, but he's laughing. So it's like tongue in cheek because Trump is always going, well, these are phony numbers. These are, remember, all doing the thing. Phony uh, numbers. We, st- we, st- we, still, we still have a problem with labor participation in this country, and that's the real uh, employment story. Now, if we can get labor participation up over uh, 62.8%, you know, to like 65, 66%, that'll be real growth in the, in the job and economic markets. And right now we have a problem, though. Our, our labor participation rate is still, you know, and this is what was always said at the time. Yeah, okay, the jobless rate's down to 4.9 or 5, 5%, and you'd say, well, that's fake because labor t- participation rate was lowest it had been in 40 years as far as people who were actually seeking a job uh, and and actually looking for work because that's the real sure. number you want to look at. So w- once the labor participation rate gets up above uh, 64, 65%, then we can talk about real growth right like now. It. Let's talk to the Tom Davis Diaries, man. And that madman is joining us on the telephone right now. Tommy, how are you? Hello. Oh, good morning, Gary Jeff. Professor, how are good you? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, this week, sorry, officer, can't you see she's pregnant? An Easter chocolate assault. But first, Indianapolis police recently arrested a pair of brothers after they ingested hallucinogenic mushrooms, got naked, and then went wild at an apartment complex. Noah <laughs> Timothy Batch harassed and assaulted residents, climbed on top of one another while nude, and damaged several cars before cops arrived and arrested them. Neighbors were freaked and wanted them out of there completely. I say go easy on them there really isn't anything else to do in Indianapolis. There's a job opening in Vegas. Thaddeus Kalinowski is quitting. He's a Zach Galifianakis look-alike. Now, he makes $240,000 a year impersonating the hangover star on the strip. He says it sounds easy, but the pressure of partying all night is getting to him. Quote, I remember I once got so drunk that I puked and defecated all over my costume in the Caesars Valet and had to drive home naked. This guy would have never made it in radio. A man, <laughs> a man recently went to a candy store in Iceland and started smashing and throwing chocolate Easter eggs. Other shoppers began filming the man after he knocked over several displays. The man's friend can be seen turning to the camera and pronouncing he hates Easter. Apparently, the guy was upset because the candy store moved his favorite candy 
to make room for the Easter stock. And the Wyoming County New York Sheriff recently stopped Victoria Michael Young for speeding. They told officers that they were driving fast because she was 38 weeks pregnant and in labor. Now, cops escorted the couple to a medical center in Attica where staffers said that Victoria was indeed not pregnant. She was charged with falsely reporting the incident. These guys are total amateurs. Now, here's what you do. You say that your uncle is dying. You run into the hospital. Cops might want to peek at a new baby, but no one wants to be around when Uncle Johnny's 60 years of hard liquor finally catch up to him. Join us next week for the teen joyrider who stole Dad's SUV and decided to drive through McDonald's, literally. Figure that. <laughs> Thank oh. you. Would you like fries with that one? Uh, we'll take a break for news. Steve from Etna, Ohio, and more music professor stuff on the way on this Saturday morning edition. News Radio 700 WLP. Ah, wee bit of memories and music with the music professor Jim LaBarbera here on the Saturday morning edition on uh, News Radio 700 WLW. Uh, the Welsh Madman. The, <laughs> this the, guy could sing. Yeah, absolutely. He had a great story about uh, Tom Jones. You said that he had that rough voice because where he's from in Wales. In Wales, they didn't have a lot of the bars that he played in, clubs he played in, didn't have sound systems. So he'd have to outshot the band. And that's why that's that voice that he's got that's so hoarse. Now, he, uh, th this song, I don't know if you talk about this in this interview, but this song wasn't played on a lot of mainstream top 40 radio stations when it came out. Well, it became a giant hit. Now, it, if you listen did. to the brass, it was brass before. You know, they added that brass to it, the yeah. big band sound to it. But the, one of the reasons it was banned when it came out in 1964 is that there was still a lot of segregation in mainstream top 40 radio, and they thought he was black when they first, a lot of programmer, I, for we, whatever reason. Yeah, we played the heck out of it. But though. you had an interview with Tom Jones yeah. uh, on this song. This is uh, a number one hit. On this day in 1965, Tom Jones Woodard, who dropped the Woodard, just became Tom Jones, was riding high at top of the charts. And here's some of Jim's conversation. With Tom Jones. The first time when you came to America, you were on uh, one of those Dick Clark tours. Yes. And, and the image uh, that they had was a teen image. Tom Jones had, did you have a ponytail or something I remember? Well, my hair, my hair was long in the back, very long in the back. It looked like it was tied back, but uh, it wasn't actually. But it looked like, it, you know, that, uh, that I was tying it back. But it was just, it was long there. Now, Gordon Mills, Gordon Mills found you in South Wales. Yeah. And at that time, to be discovered, nobody was discovered in South Wales. You really had to go to London. But you must have really believed in, in what you were doing because you thought they were going to come to you and eventually someday somebody was going to walk in and discover you. Exactly. You know, I was singing in, uh, uh, you know, I started singing in school. And then when I left school, it was pubs and clubs and stuff. And people said, look, you know, you should leave. You should go to London because, uh, you know, you're a great singer and you, you, you should go there. I said, oh, one day somebody will come in and... And they'll see me. Somebody's bound to see me, you know. But it's 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 a chance in a million because it's a remote part. You know, it was um, a mining area, and uh, for somebody to come in there, you know, you've got to have somebody from the outside coming in because there is no uh, well at that time anyway. There were no local radio stations. There was no local sure. record companies or anything. You know, you had to go to London. So um, Gordon who was a songwriter at the time, was visiting his mother because he was originally from South Wales. And he was back there visiting his mother and he saw me, uh, you know, in a club. So it happened the way I thought it would, that somebody would walk, you know, walk in one of the clubs I was singing in and, and, uh, and discover me. <laughs> Here he is, Tom Jones with the number one, this date, 1965. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual. 
Jim, did you, did you ever ask him if he actually put a sock in his pants when he was performing? No, I did not ask <laughs> you didn't him. Ask him that. <laughs> it's not I heard that there were so many women's panties on stage when he performed, it looked like Victoria's Secret <laughs> in a changing room. <laughs> we did a show one night, and that's true. That did happen. Oh, yeah. They were tossing stuff on him. Up next, we'll talk to Steve from Etna, Ohio, and a little bit more music stuff to close out the hour. Great to have you along on this Saturday morning edition ride on News Radio 700 WLW. Morning, 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 morning. News Radio 700 WLW to the phones. We go first. Uh, Steve from Etna, Ohio. Good morning, sir. Got a couple of minutes for you always. What's on your mind? Thank you. Good morning, Jim LaBarbera. Good morning. Gary Jeff and uh, Hobbs. All cool <laughs> cats out there. And uh, Krista 2.0. Uh, do we have to remind the audience again that at the top of the news, there's the national story. They're firing U.S. attorneys. They work at the discretion of the President of the United States, and yes, Bill Clinton do. and uh, George Bush both fired them all. That's just de rigueur, folks. That's the way it goes. Don't make a big thing out of it. Uh, I was thinking, when you guys were talking earlier about how much uh, Trump has accomplished or not accomplished in the first hundred days and all that crap, uh, the guy who allegedly accomplished so doggone much was, of course, Franklin Delano Roosevelt in 1933. I have a favorite story involving Ohio and Franklin Delano Roosevelt and his policies. It involves a really good Democrat at the time. My grandfather, I'm going to give him a plug here, he's long since dead, Andy Shunk. Andy was the former superintendent of the county home in Mercer County, and uh, that was a repository for just about everybody in the county that, you know, somebody couldn't take care of or didn't want to. So it's very important. He had retired from the job. He was now farming, and uh, the federal agents from uh, agriculture came out one day, and uh, they spotted all his hogs there, and they said, uh, Mr. Shunk, uh, you're going to have to kill them. And he said, well, what, what's going on here? Yeah. And uh, they said, well, you know, it's supply and demand. You know, the more uh, these hogs that you take to market drives the price down. We can't have that. Uh, we've got deflation. That's not good. And he said, well, he thought for a second he wasn't dumb. And he said, look, here's what I'll do. I will go ahead and uh, I'll shoot them. We'll slaughter them. And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, we'll serve them up to all the inmates and uh, the uh, workers at the county home. And that way we won't waste them. And, of course, the agents looked at him and said, oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way. You will bury them. You will not use them. We, uh, there are just too damn many hogs, and they're driving the price down. You just simply don't understand. And Andy, when he told this story, the family said, I don't think they understood. And his brother, by the way, was the chairman of the Democrat Party in the county. And that was the day, according to Grandpa Andy, he became a Republican. Nice story. Uh, but the other thing that I wanted to mention. Real quickly. <laughs> oh, the subway. Uh, you know, the way you stop the subway in Cincinnati, uh, if you assume it's a stupid idea, 
uh, this will go down about 30, 40 feet, won't it? And won't it displace rats? Let's get the EPA on this, and they won't be able to do it. Well, yeah, but uh, the president's in the middle of dismantling the EPA. You forgot. Uh, okay. Take care of yourself. <laughs> All right, Steve. Thanks a lot. Uh, one more quick interview thing. This is uh, Neil Sadaka. Sadaka celebrated a birthday uh, this week. He's 77. 77. Uh, there's a reference to Marvelous Marvs in the interview, and that's a nightclub in, in Denver. And uh, at the time, at that particular time in his career, he couldn't, he couldn't buy a hit record. But yeah. things changed. And uh, here's some of that, how things changed for Neil Sadaka. Bad Blood, you got some help on the background from uh, rock and roller Elton John. Yes, that was a big record for me, very big record. When you went in to do that record, uh, were the two of you together on the microphone, or was there overdubbing on the thing? Or, or... I had uh, finished my vocal, and then Elton was nice enough to come in and do the background on it at a later date. That's real. I love to play that record because it's such a... There's such a diversification in the music of Neil Sedaka, you know, from well, you. something that's a beautiful, tender love ballad to, to something that it's hard to rock any harder than Bad Blood. Well, that's what I strive for. I always like to keep myself on my toes. I, I'm not afraid of change, basically. And I think that what makes for a long career, if you can adapt to the times. Fantastic. Uh, got a Red Spring training report after we hear a little bit of Neil Sedaka's Bad Blood. Let's rock, man. Before we get to science, Mike, my old friend Jeff McDonald from 333 Seat on the Line. It's the last two weekends ever of the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus in town. Jeff, how you doing? Oh, fantastic. Thanks for having me on, Gary Jaffin. So circus tickets, you got them, huh? Got the circus tickets, and wow, after 140-some years, hard to imagine, it's coming to a close. Yep, absolutely. Uh, March Madness is just uh, exploding everywhere, obviously. It, it appears as if the Xavier Musketeers are not going to make it in. The, the UC Bearcats are obviously going to be in the big dance. Uh, we got NKU in for the first time, and you've got uh, tickets for those games. Oh, absolutely! In uh, you know, the last second, you want to catch uh, UC. We got conference tournament tickets for today's game. If you can get a flight out to, to Connecticut, plus <laughs> if they win, they'll play SMU tomorrow. But hopefully, they won't be going out west. Hopefully, the the, the, the tournament folks will put them in a closer location, maybe even Indianapolis for the first and second round where they're That'd playing nice. bankers. Yeah, hopefully. Let's cross our fingers on Xavier. And, of course, U.K., well, 
they also may end up at Banker's Life next weekend, so we'll find out about that. And other great stuff coming up, too. Reds opening day, April 3rd, as well as Reds opening night a couple days later. we got FC Cincinnati, the home opener, coming up Saturday, April 15th. And for hockey fans, there's the Men's Hockey Midwest Regionals coming to U.S. Bank Arena March 25th and 26th. And we got some concerts upcoming with Nora Jones coming into town next yeah, week. Yeah, I wish I'd talked to you yesterday. I might have gotten a better deal on my Hall & Oates tickets. Heck yeah, you should have called us for that. Yeah, we got all the great concerts. Tom Petty coming, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and of course the Hall & Oates. But right now that circus is, is the hot, hot ticket in town. And we still have tickets for the, the first uh, performance for today at 11 a.m. They're 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. today. And then uh, a couple tomorrow, and then back uh, next Thursday through Sunday. All right, fantastic. Jeff McDonald, the number is 333-SEAT-S-E-A-T. And uh, if you're looking for a ticket for a sporting event, for yeah, Reds opening day, for the circus this weekend or next weekend, they got them. I appreciate your time, Jeff. Thanks, Gary, Jeff. All right, take care. Now I'll check in with our, our scientist, our staff scientist, the man with the beakers and the charts and the Tesla coil in his basement. Good morning, Michael. Yeah, that Tesla coil can be dangerous. Be careful. We don't want you blowing up half of the west side or anything. We did have a Tesla coil with Xavier. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. well, there was a lot, lot. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The science this week. All right. But uh, I'm going to touch on the uh, NASA just passed, the, the Congress just passed the NASA Authorization Act of 2017. And it's interesting. In the act, they... Uh, appropriated $19.5 billion to NASA. But also in the, uh, in the wording of the act, they have specific language in there, and it says, quote, uh, get humans near or on the surface of Mars in the 2030s. Yeah. And by, de- by December 1st, they want NASA to submit what they call an initial human exploration map, where they want to see details of getting into three areas. First, uh, uh, low-orbit uh, Space launches. They then they want a, a greater detail to get into uh, to back to the moon and, and uh, back into the lunar um, orbiting area. As far as uh, t- like six to twelve months uh, missions, and then they want uh, in the twenty thirties they want to see uh, human uh, <clears throat> landing on on Mars, or they want to see um, what they call human uh, arrival or activities in, in orbit around Mars. So uh, it's interesting that the change of uh, Administration has changed the tune of uh, wants and needs of uh, of uh, space exploration. Well, isn't there the isn't there some discussion, Michael, about uh, a manned temporary colony on the moon to prepare for a trip to Mars? Hasn't right, and I think that's part, that's part of this number two uh, detail where they want greater detail on, on lunar space. They want to see uh, back to uh, uh, back to the moon more for you know. There's so much uh, value to the moon as far as uh, minerals and. Uh, and, yeah. and other other things such as that, they uh, they're trying to get back for the well. One of the reasons is that, but uh, yeah, we want to we want to get uh, 
I guess, more of a goal for this country. I, I just, this country's been without, without a goal for so long. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, uh, you know, I think that's what they're trying to achieve. Well, maybe, so, maybe, maybe once we reach our goal of all trying to get along, <laughs> we can proceed that, to, to loftier goals. Is that going to happen? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll, right. we'll probably be on the moon first. Uh, all right, Mike, thank you very much. We're, we've already been there. All right. Uh, I know. As some people think we haven't. Uh, 11 minutes past the hour. Dave Hatter, the tech guru, and more with Jim LaBarber in just a moment on News Radio 700 W. Some of the big news of the past week included, of course, WikiLeaks releasing nearly 9,000 documents. Vault 7, they called it, claimed to detail CIA hacking tools. And those in the intelligence community, CIA, said this is terrible. This, we're going to have to come up with a whole new protocol of tools to do our job to keep Americans safe when it comes to foreign intelligence. And when I have a guru, a, a tech guru question, I go to this guy. Do you know this guy, Jim? Who is he? Dave Hatter. He's phenomenal. Okay. He knows all, sees all, and hacks all. Dave Hatter, good morning, and welcome to the show on News Radio 700 WLW. Hey, Gary, Jeff, thanks for having me. I appreciate that intro. That might be a little much. I wish I knew all, but, you know. <clears throat> So, I try. so I try. to this point, the CIA still hasn't commented on the authenticity of, of the leaked documents released by WikiLeaks, right? I, I have not found anything where they've had any real commentary confirming or, or denying. You know, they've had some uh, non-confirmational non, non type stuff saying that, you know, we don't typically comment on this. But this stuff, uh, basically, and the CIA did respond that it le it's legally prohibited from spying on individuals in the United States, and yet... Uh, these hacking tools suggest otherwise, correct? Well, you know, I think it's interesting because as more information comes out about this, I, th I think a lot of this stuff originally was kind of overblown in the media um, because, well, yeah, their, their mission says they can't spy on U.S. citizens, and I think the NSA has a similar mission. <clears throat> but I guess I would make two points. First off, obviously these kinds of tools could be used to spy on anyone, which I think points out something that everyone should consider when they think about Internet of Things slash smart devices. And I think the second point is, a lot of this stuff really is not a new re revelation. Smart TVs like Samsung and Vizio have had known problems with the ability to capture data long before this breach was, was released. It's well known through court cases that the FBI has enabled someone's microphone and or camera slash video camera in a, in a PC or some type of device and captured information that was used against those people in court. So while... I think there are some things to be concerned about here, and we can get to those. In general, a lot of this is not new information, but I think it does very nicely point out that any, just about any sort of device can be hacked by someone, not necessarily the CIA. And if you don't understand that, and if you're not considering that as you're adding smart devices into your life, um, you could be setting yourself up for some trouble. Yeah, anytime you're connected to the Internet on any kind of device, Basically, the technology is there to access that information from you, is it not? Uh, I, I would say that's a pretty true statement. Now, obviously, there are steps you can take to harden your devices and make them more difficult to hack. Um, but, you know, if you're not a real tech-savvy person, and let's face it, most people aren't, and they don't want to be. I mean, I, I, I totally get that most people aren't really interested in how this stuff works. They just want to use it. They just want to go about their lives or their business and do what they do, and they don't want to have to know all this stuff. So I, so I understand how people, unfortunately, get hurt by this technology. But you're, you're pretty much right. Just about any device, if it's connected to a network, and especially the Internet, 
is potentially hackable. And even if you do know what you're doing, um, there's nothing that says that someone with a higher level of skill and knowledge can't potentially violate that device. And Jim, you got a question? Yeah, the FBI I saw that story. The FBI actually hired the Geek Squad. Those guys that drive around those little black cars, you know, with a Geek Squad. It says <laughs> yeah. on the side they have glasses and a bunch of uh, pens sticking out of their pocket. They use the FBI has used the Geek Squad for surveillance. Hey, Jim, I might fit that description. <laughs> I was going to say but seriously, but on a, on a serious note, I saw that story last night, and I got to tell you, in my mind, that's at least, if not more, disturbing than this. Apparently, it has come out that the FBI has been working with the Geek Squad and and possibly other folks in that business. And for those folks that don't know, the Geek Squad, yeah, as you mentioned, Jim, is basically an organization where you can hire their technicians to come fix your computers or take your computers to them. Like, you have a hard disk crash and you want to try and recover your data or put a new new disk in your PC or whatever. And apparently the FBI, since at least 2008, um, has been working with these folks to look for criminal behavior. So you take your hard disk in because it's crashed or whatever, and they dig around in there and, you know, report potential findings. I don't know, tax fraud, child pornography, whatever, anything. I, you know, they, and I just, that's a really interesting concept because, you know, whatever happened to the whole idea of presumed innocent and Fifth Amendment and Fourth Amendment and so forth, it's just, I just saw that story yesterday, so I don't have a lot of detail on it, but I, I, it's fascinating for sure, and yeah. it's kind of scary, frankly. In this uh, WikiLeaks thing, they, they've offered to help companies like Google and Apple identify the software holes that the uh, CIA identified. Is that they, We decided to work with them to give them some exclusive access to the additional technical details we have so the fixes can be developed and pushed out, according to Julian Assange. So while well, the CIA isn't commenting on the authenticity why would companies like google and apple want to work with somebody to make sure that they can plug any holes that that are still there well that this is potentially one of the depending on your perspective you know a lot of people are very polarized on on this topic and were similarly polarized when the information came out about the nsa but depending on your particular perspective one bright spot here is you know apparently our government has been aware of holes in software from Apple, Google, Microsoft, etc. And rather than report them so those holes could be fixed, <laughs> they have allowed them to continue because, of course, it makes surveillance on those platforms much easier. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the potential bright spot here is uh, that you know, if WikiLeaks provides this information uh, to Apple and Google, Microsoft, whomever else uh, might be in this trove of, of information, they can fix those holes, which is a benefit to you and me, because if we use those devices, again, it's, it's not just the CIA that could hack this stuff. It's, it's any hacker. It's a foreign government. It's hacktivist collective groups like Anonymous or whomever. You know, if, if these holes are out there, whether they're known or not by these other groups, they could eventually be exploited, and many of them will be known now, and, and you're at risk. So... You know, one of the things I, I try to tell people all the time, one of the most important things you can do is keep your device, whatever it is, whether it's a smart TV, your phone, your PC, your tablet, your Internet-connected thermostat, you've got to keep those things updated. And that's, a lot of people do not take that into consideration when, they, when they're not thinking about computers. So you go out buy an Internet-connected thermometer, there will be eventually software updates for that thing released. You need to apply those to make sure you have the latest version because it's going to fix bugs, it's going to fix exploits, etc. And this just further illustrates that, you know, in this particular case, these are known, 
they're being exploited, and by telling the tech companies about them, they can fix them, which is good for us. Maybe not so good for the CIA or other organizations that potentially want to conduct some kind of surveillance, but it's good for us because it helps protect us and our information. Dave Hatter, Jim has another question. We're going to take a quick sure. break and come right back, okay? 700 WL. All right, back with Dave Hatter, Jim LaBarber, the music professor. And Dave, he's got a question for you real quick. Well, you know, the, the, uh, the Trump Tower and Trump does the tweet, oh, Obama you know, bugged the Trump Tower. And Chris Matthews last night, he's going crazy. He's going nuts, yelling and screaming. Trump said it. There's no proof. He doesn't have any proof to this. It's just a, he's talking about the whole administration, Obama. He's not saying that Obama went in and, and, and did this. But is there any, any truth to that? Well, I, you know, that's a good question, Jim. I think, though, it circles back to this topic about WikiLeaks and the, the CIA's umbrage program. One of, the, one of the more startling things that came out of this, and I guess it's, it's not really shocking but interesting, you know, their umbrage program, they basically have collected ta- hacker tools and techniques um, that they find and, and possibly those they've created themselves, which then allows them to hack into stuff and ultimately make it look like someone else did it. So it's, it's really interesting after all of the allegations about Russian hacking and so forth. Good morning, kids. It's time for Gifts from Wally. The Art of Quick Thinking. A man walked into a produce section, Florida supermarket, asked to buy half a head of lettuce. The guy's working in the department told him they only sold whole heads of lettuce. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The man insists that the guy ask his manager about it. So he walks in the back room. The manager's sitting at his desk. And the kid from Produce says, some idiot wants to buy half a head of lettuce. Just as he finishes getting the words out of his mouth, he sees the man standing right behind him. And he, he goes, and this gentleman kindly offered to buy the other half. <laughs> the manager approved the deal, and the man went on his way. Later, the manager catches the kid from Produce. I was impressed the way you got yourself out of that. We like people who think on their feet here. Where are you from, anyway? Canada, sir. Manager said, well, why'd you leave Canada? The kid from Produce says, sir, there's nothing but hockey players and whores up there. Manager says, really? My wife's from Canada. Said, no kidding. Who'd she play for? News Radio 700 WLW online, 700WLW.com. Gary, Jeff, Jim, and Barbara. Before we get to Mo, real quickly, Bob, been waiting a while. Bob, you believe nobody went to the moon, right? I just don't see no proof without a reason of a doubt that everyone can accept that you've been there. Okay. So where's your proof that we haven't? Well, let's face it. America has a bad, bad track record in lying. Uh-huh. They lie, wait a minute. They lie so much. Mm-hmm. They got a building called a library where you buried the lie. it's library and thank you for your time with that let's go to uh mo egger hey mo seriously man that that was him that was Uh, somehow it came up uh we were talking about 
the new appropriation to NASA of $19.5 billion this week to uh, further exploration in space and uh, returning to the moon. And Science Mike said, well, we've already been there, but, yeah, we can go back under this plan. And that's when Bob called in and wanted to... you know, you look to at share that, his wisdom with us. At nineteen point five billion, can we have a few of those dollars to fix the Brent Spence Bridge? Maybe uh, get a new bridge. And how about the Western Hills Viaduct? Can we throw a little bit of that? Nineteen point five billion. Yeah. Oh man, there's that giant pothole when you go down I seventy one. Come on. Perhaps. <laughs> All right, Mo. Uh, March Madness time. The Bearcats with another win in their tournament. Over Tulsa, they play again today or tonight, this afternoon, actually. They win today. They'll be going up against SMU more than mm-hmm. likely. Uh, and the Xavier Musketeers, you know, we, what a what a difference a week makes. You know, we talked last week about, you know, they well, they had to beat DePaul because DePaul's awful. It's really not going to give them a lot of points with the selection committee. Then they win again, and then they beat Butler. So it looks like they're solidly in now or right on the bubble still? I think they're in. I think beating Butler the other night uh, pretty much put them uh, solidly in the NCAA tournament, and they should be. Their resume, when you look at it top to bottom, is is really good. Um, and I, I know they had the six-game losing streak, and they haven't been the same team without Edmund Sumner, but there's no bad loss on their resume. Their worst loss is at Colorado, who's not awful. Other than that, they held their own in the Big East, and they beat a very good Butler team on a neutral floor, proving to me their NCAA tournament worthiness. They they are in, they should be in, and I don't think if you're a Xavier fan that you should be uh, sweating whether their name's going to be called tomorrow. Yeah, it was uh, it was no big deal for the Bearcats to beat Tulsa. But, I mean, stranger things have happened with UC teams in the past and in, in tournaments and and the like, but uh, that was an easy victory over Tulsa. And they continue to march on. Your thoughts there? The Bearcat team that I watched last night uh, can win multiple games in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, it's it, it, the, you, you take the opponent and, and, and the consideration, all that sort of stuff. The, the UC team that I watched last night was free flowing. They played with confidence. Um, they, uh, you know, just played with a looseness that we really haven't seen from the Bearcats when they play away from home this year. And, uh, you know, you saw it last week against UConn, and we saw it last night against Tulsa. Um, uh, you know, I, I am very encouraged by what, I've, by what I've seen from the Bearcats because, you know, this year they've often been a different team away from home. And they've won games, but uh, they've played uh, with a lack of aggressiveness offensively. The ball seems to stop. And they really don't attack the bucket the way they do at home. They don't play with the confidence they do at uh, fifth third. But the last two times they played both at Connecticut last weekend and then, <clears throat> excuse me, last night against uh, Tulsa, you've seen those things. And this team, the way they defend, the way they can throw multiple people at you, if they just play with some aggression on offense, they can really go far in March. Yeah, uh, Kansas's loss in T, and I happen to watch that game uh, to TCU in the Big 12 Conference, that was that was kind of crushing to a lot of teams on the bubble because, you know, Kansas obviously is going to be a number one seed. They were going to be probably the number one overall seed had they not lost to TCU. But I'm worried about teams like my Vanderbilt Commodores who look like they were going to make it in after a terrible start. Uh, you know, Bryce Drew had them uh, on the comeback trail. Isn't it, isn't it Bryce Drew, their coach at Vandy? 
Are you familiar with them? Yeah, no. I mean, look, the beauty of this week and the beauty of the last couple of weeks of, of, the, of the college basketball season is trying to figure out how one result affects another team, right? Yeah. It's, it's trying to connect the dots. And we do a lot of that. But ultimately, you're in charge of your own fate in college basketball, more so than we make it out to be. Win more games, especially for Vanderbilt, a team playing in the SEC that has two really good teams and then no one else. Well, you know? they're, they're projecting five teams from the SEC making it in. Well, I think that, sure. Uh, part of that is that no mid-majors really uh, have grabbed bids. Uh, there are leagues like the American Athletic Conference and the Atlantic 10 that in another year might have grabbed a bid that the SEC would get, but that really hasn't happened. So uh, ultimately, you're in charge of whether you get in. Win more games. Win more games, Gary Jeff. UC and SMU, they're they're definitely in. Yes, no doubt about from it. From the AAC. But do you see anybody yep. else in that conference? Uh, you know, perhaps, maybe... You can make a case for Houston, but uh, it's Cincinnati and SMU and then everybody else. What about the departure of Andrew Whitworth from the Bengals this past mm, week, Mo? Gee. I mean, it's, really it's, what, it's one of those inevitable too. things. It's one of those inevitable things in, in the NFL. And you wondered how, how much time really was left on, on Andy's clock there, but that, that's, a big, that's a big disappointment, is it not? Well, it is. And, and the bigger disappointment to me isn't that he left. It's, it's that over the last two years, the plan that they put forth to replace him hasn't worked. I mean, this day to me has been inevitable for a while. Two years ago, they drafted two offensive linemen in the first two rounds. And with a very clear eye towards moving on from both Andre Smith and Andrew Whitworth. Well, the problem is that plan hasn't worked. Cedric O'Boy, he was a disaster last year. Uh, Jake Fisher hasn't necessarily been as good. And so, you know, I mean, if you're, you're Andrew, they kind of put the writing on the wall two years ago. So if I'm him, uh, I've had one foot out the door because the Bengals have basically told you, uh, yeah. you know, we're moving on. We're, we're making that. plans to move on <laughs> when you're done, yeah. That's great. Right. He got a big contract. That's good. That's Whereas the that. Bengals wanted that. You know, go ahead. If you leave, get a big contract. And he got that. Right. I'm worried about that's you don't that. have Ziegler. And uh, what about Zyler. The, Kevin Zyler. Zyler. What about the insurance for uh, Andy Dalton? That's going to go sky high now. Well, I mean, look, they had a bad offensive line last year, and they lost their best two guys. Uh, you know, I, I, I think they should have valued Kevin Zeitler more than they did. He's only 27 years old. His best football might still be in front of him. Uh, I don't know how you remake the run game with making your offensive line not as good. <clears throat> and then you, you add to the mix, losing your, your left tackle. Uh, you know, Andy was on his back a lot last year. He's going to be on his back a lot more this coming season. Oh, uh, elsewhere in the NFL, uh, how about the Cleveland Browns basically – Getting Brock Osweiler and a second-round pick for virtually nothing from Houston, <laughs> and and the Browns once again have—I mean, are they gonna are they gonna keep him or what's gonna? Because they they inherited that salary, did they not? They inherit the salary, but uh, it's not guaranteed. And you know, the, the 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 beauty of the NFL, but also the curse of the NFL, is that the, the contracts are really meaningless, you know, uh, from a player standpoint, there's, there's so few guarantees that basically the Browns got, uh, in exchange for the Houston Texans, a draft pick 
for taking a quarterback off their hands, and the Browns can let him go, uh, which I think they will, and I think they should, uh, because Brock Osweiler is not very good. Uh, but, you know, the, the, to, to them, it's about accumulation of draft picks. They have a ton. They just added more. All right, Mo. Uh, let's see. What's on the blog this weekend? Oh, on the blog right now, uh, in appreciation of the NKU Norse, some thoughts on Andrew Whitworth and a whole bunch more. And the Hamo question. Well, one, one thing. I, I'm, I'm going to just make a prediction that okay. Uh, okay. the Reds' Peraza, the hit machine, one day he's going to be the league's MVP with a batting title. Peraza. Well, how and, about that? From Jim LaBarber, Mo. To, like that I like it. To I, could see him, I could see him winning a batting title. He flat out hits. Now, he's not going to hit for a ton of pop, but he's got, you know, speed. Uh, he hits every ball really hard. Jose Peraza can play, man. Uh, you know, for, for people who have sort of abandoned the Reds because of, of lack of stars, Jose Peraza is going to become a star. I agree. Fantastic. Okay, Hamo question. If you were in a back alley fight, who would you rather have as your uh, your backup, your wingman, Andy Furman or Wildman Walker? <laughs> uh, Andy, because he could talk his way out of anything, so we're not going to need to fight. But Wildman could talk and just spit on them, and they'd run away. Or just like the, the smell would repel people, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Thank you. I almost had an Alan Cutler moment. Uh, Mo Egger, as always, a pleasure. Thank you. See you, man. Uh, up next, Mike Allen with us on News Radio 7. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.